This is the Modern Stoicism Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. Joining me on the podcast today is one of my best friends, Cecily. So, Cecily, thank you for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you for having me. So today, um, as requested by the members of Modern Stoicism, I am going to answer some questions, and you are going to ask them, basically, is how this is going to work. How does that sound to you? Sounds good. <laughs> okay, great. So why don't, uh, why don't we just get started? All right. Well, I mean, I think that the question that we are all dying to know is, how are you first introduced to Stoicism? I actually grew up in a house that had lots of books on the classical world in it, sort of in general. Um, books on philosophy, history, warfare, mythology. Um, and so I always kind of was around classical thinking, classical literature. And it was so it was always kind of around. So I knew who Socrates was and Marcus Aurelius and Cicero at a very young age. And uh it's kind of always been around in my life. In fact, I spent a bit of time studying um, history and classical history at Queen's University. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, and then uh, fast forward to now, and uh, or I guess about 10 years ago, I was really um, looking for a practice to employ in my life to make a move towards more self-control, more... Um, ownership of my own thoughts and, and actions. And I kind of, I kind of was looking for something and then, um, uh, stoicism I was kind of finding. And then you and I had a mutual friend who's actually been on the podcast, David McFadden, and he yeah. was talking about stoicism. And, uh, in actual fact, the three of us all went to, um, Stoicon together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a, a funny story in itself. Only that, only in the sense that we, um, all ended up spending the day together seeing speakers like Donald Robertson and Massimo Piliucci and uh and kind of learning about all of these things and that was how I got introduced to what I you know what you would really call the modern stoicism movement and uh yeah so that so it's been a sort of an over the course of my life it's always been there but I never really made the step towards including it as a practice that I was going to do daily and diligently um, until about five years ago. Right. So that was like your first time implement, was that your first time implementing a personal practice of any kind or just stoicism? That's a good question. I definitely have had fits and spurts throughout my life of trying to include a practice of some kind, um, meditation or journaling or, um, Doing walking as a meditative practice actually was mm -hmm. something I tried once and it never stuck. And then uh, for some reason, I think it was just the congruence of where I was in my life um, mixed with the the position that modern stoicism was in with the you know new books coming out from right. major writers. It just kind of worked out. And uh, now it's just been sort of a key part of who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it kind of stuck now. So it's not the first time. I would say this is the first time it's stuck. <laughs> right. Gotcha. So what kind of practices are you employing in your daily life now? Well, I um, 
I do regularly meditate in the sense of the deep breathing, um, stillness meditation that uh, I would say it's more sort of Taoist or Zen. Um, but I do consider that to have stoic aspects to it because many times through those meditations, I will also employ tactics like, um, imagining, uh, the river using the, the stoic practice of the river or, um, the view from above or the contemplation of the stage mm-hmm. sage, excuse me, the contemplation of the sage, <laughs> <laughs> the contemplation of the sage, excuse me. Um, or, uh, or sorry. And I also, uh, am a daily journaler. I will journal, um, at least in the mornings and I have been uh, doing that for, nonstop, I guess about four years now. Um, though sometimes there's fits and spurts where I'm super busy and can't do that. And other than that, um, a practice that I employ, which is not really a stoic practice, but a practice to remind me of my, I guess, stoic pledge to myself is I do mm-hmm. carry a challenge coin on me every day and, and an Aurelian coin, um, with Marcus Aurelius on it, which actually David McFadden gave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I keep those things on me every day to think about it. And the only other thing like that is I also, um, around my neck on my necklace, I wear a Hercules knot ring. Because right. Her- yeah. Because Hercules is a progenitor of the Stoics, uh, is a sage, which I, would hope to be able to emulate in the choice that he made to be virtuous instead of vice ridden. So, yeah. So uh, those are sort of the general things. Those are practices, but uh, you know, there's probably a lot of others I do here and there in fits and spurts that I don't, that I'm not remembering offhand at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that I remember when we were first getting into stoicism, you were talking a lot about Taoism and Zen and stuff. And I found it really interesting the way that you combined all of those things to make a practice that felt right for you. Um, so yeah, anyway, just a comment <laughs> that I thought that's pretty neat. Um, oh, I, I appreciate that. It was, it, it's an interesting one. A lot of people ask me about that because in Stoicism, there isn't really a meditative practice. In, in mm-hmm. Zen, you would call it zazen, where you are you're you're having your sit, as many people would say. And right. I don't I don't like there isn't really the same thing as described in the at least the strict Stoic writings that we kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. But what I found was that in order to be able to do the activities of the river or the view from above or the contemplation of the sage. I needed to allow myself the chance to slow down and reach a stillness point where I could focus my mental effort on doing that activity of the contemplation of the sage or something like that. So that was kind of how it started um, for me in terms of blending them together. I'll be honest. I I mean, everybody can lapse in their practice every now and again. So (laughs) I'll say I'm not perfect, but uh, it's working well for me. And I think that's something I would say to anybody is, you know, whatever works for you is what works for you. If, 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 if sitting in a room, um, singing to yourself for half an hour is how you reach that <laughs> yeah. vir- virtue point is I would say, then do it. I have no, I have no qualms with that. Yeah, totally. Are there any sorts of practices that you've been thinking about employing next or like what's next for your practice? Well, I would say, one of the things that I know that I'm not doing is I am not in depth researching and reading and trying to employ um, some of the deeper aspects of the practice. And what I mean by that is, you know, 
I've read the meditations and letters from a Stoic or mm-hmm. letters to it, letters to a Stoic, letters from a Stoic from Seneca and Epictetus. And I also read Cicero. Cicero is one of my favorites, actually, um, and a number of others. But there are many other writings that I haven't really read um, in any depth. And I think I think my next steps would definitely be to try and dive, I think, deeper into the practice. I'm at a stage now where five years into the practice, I have had some wins I've had some successes, um, and I'm happy to feel like those are steps in the correct direction. But um, as with anyone deploying a practice, you know you can get better if you take the time to dive deeper or improve or push yourself to learn something more. So in my practice, for sure, I would like to learn more about um, what what the deeper meanings behind the practice are. I don't, I, I wish I could tell you there's a starting point where I'm like, I'm going to read this book. Right. Because <laughs> I know someone's out there going with a pen ready going, I'm going to write this down right now. But um, I don't have that because I, as I, I think I've hit a bit of a plateau right now where I've read, I've read enough to feel like I'm getting somewhere, you know, and even reading some of the deeper writings from modern day writers on the subject, like Pierre Hadot's The Inner Citadel, which changed my view of the practice in its entirety. Mm-hmm. But certainly, I think I'd like to dive deeper in the practice. Um, and I think the other thing I would say for my practice is um, I, I would, I'll be the first one to say that I am not a sage and I'm not trying to pretend that I am, but I would like to try and use the sort of more kinship aspect of the practice and do more outreach within the community to have people to talk more about this with. And that part of the reason why I did the podcast actually was because. I was trying to do some outreach in this community that I care about and I'm hoping that someone finds value in it because I've found value in the practice in my own life. Yeah. That you mentioned like lifelong learning that's, or, you know, always being able to grow and expand your practice. That's something that has been really eye opening for me up with stoicism is um, I'm very much a perfectionist and trying not to become too obsessive and do too many things at once and realizing that it's a process and, you know, you can start wherever you want to and dive deeper. Um, Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. I'll add one thing to that too, because Mm -hmm. recently, and I I received a nice message from, uh, from someone on this as well. Recently, I interviewed Brittany Polat um, on the subject of oikiosis, which is like a continual growth and development and that's what that's the word that that the that the Stoics or Greek philosophers would use to describe what you just said this lifelong learning path. Okay, so I, yeah, yeah. So that's another step I took where I was like, "Wow, where did she find out that word?" And I'm like, "Boy, I really got to get deeper." Brittany, yeah. I should, yeah, I would like to give a shout out to Brittany Polat for sure. She totally in, in in the same moment I felt empowered to take a step down this deeper deeper dive into the writings and into the philosophy. But I also was like, wow, I know little, mm-hmm. if anything, right now. So, um, but you know what? I mean, it was an, a really amazing conversation that I had with her. And as I said, one thing I learned was oikiosis. Which is this <laughs> I love that. Of, I know. It's this concept <laughs> of overall lifelong, you know, human growth and development. Mm-hmm. So you said that outreach is that's kind of how you got involved with modern stoicism, the nonprofit modern stoicism in the first place. Yeah, sort of. I I ended up 
becoming friends through sheer happenstance with Donald Robertson. <laughs> like yeah. I, I know you know this story, but I'll tell it briefly. Yes. Don- Donald was in Toronto and he needed access to high-speed internet. And he posted something on Facebook or whatever saying, uh, does anyone know where I could get really good f- internet? And yeah. I went, well, you could come to my house. And I totally didn't think anything about it. And then... I got a private message and he said, Hey, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, and I mean, you and I have been, been friends for some time now. And it was funny because I think you might remember if I told you this was happening, that I was a little bit freaked out because I yeah. was like, this guy's coming to my house. And I, this is what I had in my mind, which was that Donald would show up in a, like a big black SUV and like a couple <laughs> of bodyguards and a manager and like, you know, yeah. like a personal assistant who had like four cell phones would walk out of the out of the car right mm-hmm. and donald walked out <laughs> with a knapsack he got out of a ca- taxi cab with an axe ax- with a knapsack and on my front driveway and i was like wow um <laughs> yeah. so 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 it was outreach isn't how i started getting involved with modern stoicism that's how i got that's how i first kind of got included with modern stoicism in general but what happened was was that through that time with donald i started to learn about some of the groups in toronto that were practicing and I started doing a little bit of outreach that way where I started talking to people. And also one time or a couple times on Facebook, I volunteered with a couple of people who were looking for stoic guides or people to help guide them in the, their beginning of their practice of stoicism. And I did that. Mm-hmm. And one of those people is in Australia, actually. And we've had some we've actually chatted. We're still chatting today, although it's quite um, sparse right now between <laughs> chats. Right. But, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. But. The really big thing that happened was that um, I was asked after spending some time, more time with Donald and spending time with some of the people that Donald associates with with through the Modern Stoicism group um, to help organize Stoicon Toronto, which was meant to be held here in the city in 2020. And of course, right, the COVID yeah. pandemic has now stopped that, but yep. we are we are doing it in 2020, so keep an eye out for getting your tickets. Um, but I did, you know, and it was interesting because I, I didn't, I kind of didn't want to get too involved in a big conference because it sounded like a lot of work, but I, I felt like there's a huge group here for stoicism in Toronto. There's about a thousand people on the face on the, excuse me, the meetup group for that. And people seemed to want a place where they could congregate and talk about it. And so I took, started taking some steps to do that with the outreach there. And then I formed, um, I actually formed my second group, the Modern Stoicism Toronto group. Um, and I say second because my first group was with you and David yes. McFadden. And <laughs> so we call ourselves the Stoic Avengers. Yeah. I'm not going to explain that whole story because it's a long story. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a little bit of that outreach for sure. I think, you know, it's funny. There are lo- so many people who they'll ask you, they'll say something like, what are you doing? And you're journaling or something, or maybe I'm sitting having a still moment and someone will say to me, like, it's actually happened on the tube. Um, <laughs> it's actually happened on the subway. Excuse me, the tube. <laughs> I grew up abroad. Um, and someone actually said to me one time, because my eyes were closed and I wasn't listening to the music and I was, I must have had a funny look on my face. And they said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm meditating. And I, I just responded and they said, oh, are you? I think they asked me if I was a Buddhist and I said, no, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. And they kind of looked at me like, what are you? And so I, <laughs> I said, I said, well, I'm a stoic. I'm a Taoist stoic practitioner. I'm not, I don't know if I would call myself a stoic or 
I'm just a person, but, uh, yeah. So it was funny. Someone asked me and I ended up, I ended up like writing on a scrap of paper for this person. This was a long time ago now, like maybe two years ago, I wrote on, I wrote a couple of book titles on there, like how to think like a Roman emperor and, um, how to be a stoic and, uh, um, the meditations of Marcus Aurelius. And I wrote a couple of those books down and I remember the, um, the man got off and he walked away. I remember he looked back at me through the door and I remember thinking like, who knows, maybe I changed his life. I likely I didn't, but it was interesting. It was a funny moment, but I mean, I, you, Cecily, I should remember that you've known me a lot longer than the people who are listening have. And the one thing I would say is I've always tried to kind of be a helper, I guess Mm -hmm, I would say. So it's kind of a thing, I guess. Yeah. That's something I, I identify with you as well. Um, Definitely being someone who wants to lend a hand and you've always been there to listen for me. And so, yeah. So how did the podcast first start to take shape? Where did you get that idea? So I was in Austria is the Mm -hmm. best way to start that story. Yeah. yeah, So uh, about two years ago, I was, or I guess maybe it's a year and a half now. Anyways, I was uh, talking to Donald Robertson. We were chatting in Toronto in a cafe and he was getting prepared to start doing a bunch of press for his book, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. Mm-hmm. And um, I I know a bit of, I knew a bit of trivia about this and I talked to him a little bit about some of the battles that he fought and things like that. And Donald sort of said, oh, well, I'm going to Austria. And of course, when you, when a lot of people think about Rome and citizens or Rome, famous Roman people, they don't think about going to. No, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Austria is not really high on the list usually, but Mm -hmm. um, there's a town in Austria called Carnuntum. Um, In fact, it actually had a different name until recently, which was Petronell. And now it's a hyphenation name. It's Petronell Carnuntum, but they have a huge um, Roman museum there where they've rebuilt a Roman quarter of the, a, a quarter of the Roman town that was on the site and a bunch of stuff. Because at the time there were there, like it had a population of tens of thousands, I think even hundreds of thousands of people when you include the Roman garrison that was there. And it turns out that Marcus Aurelius was there and he wrote book three of the meditations there. Cause there's a line, I think somewhere where he says something like parad carnuntum, which means at carnuntum. So anyways, long story short, Donald at one point was like, do you want to, do you want to come with me? And I went, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> when you told me about that. Guess what? I know. Exciting. <laughs> I do remember that. I think we were. I think we were. I think it was a Stoic Avengers meeting, and I told you and David both, and you guys yeah. were both like, "What?" Wow. <laughs> yeah. Know. The way I usually explain it is, if you're really into cooking, and Jamie Oliver says, "Do you want to come with me to Italy to cook for a week?" You sort of. <laughs> you only say yes. There's only one answer, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so I ended up being in Austria. And we were, uh, I'll be honest, we were drinking because it was at night and we had a beer and a, and, a, and a sandwich and we were eating dinner after a long day of shooting interviews with the um, administration at the museum. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about what should we be doing next because modern stoicism has some really great features to it. I mean, the Stoicism Today blog has regular articles and there's lots of courses and they have Stoic Week and Stoicon and all this wonderful stuff. And Donald was asking if there was a new way to get this stuff out. And I think it was a conversation he might have been having with the administrative persons of modern stoicism as well. And and he said, so would you be interested in that? And I was like, I mean, it sounds cool. And I think he was originally asking me, would you be interested in listening to that? Right. And I never really thought about it. And then fast forward to um, 
about a year ago. Yeah, it's about a year ago. It was two years in Austria. So a year ago, we were chatting again and the podcast came up again. And um, that's that's just kind of what happened. It just was the conversation was going. And um, again, I'd been looking for for a way to do some outreach within the group more because uh-huh. uh, especially with the pandemic, I mean, we can't do in-person group meetings for Modern Stoicism Toronto right now. And yeah. uh, so it just kind of blossomed from there. And I got a question again, like, do you want to do this? And I said, you know, I've got the equipment and uh, I think it would be fun to learn. And, and um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. It was it was like over a beer in a pub in Austria while we were <laughs> while, while we were, you know, had just come in from walking through a, a rebuilt Roman town. Yeah. It's just kind of a weird <laughs> thing in itself. Right. So serendipity. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So does it look like how you envisioned it? Were you a podcast listener before? Did you have an idea of the structure you wanted? So I will say it does not look how I envisioned it. I am a podcast listener and my my prime podcasts are from people like Roman Mars and Helen Zaltzman and um, Ryan Holiday even. And I hmm. thought, I th- I guess I thought, you know, if I prepare enough, I could be in there and I could sound like, you know, really, I could sound really smart and have a great conversation, all this stuff. And I guess what I didn't realize was number one, um, it doesn't really matter what you think you know about a subject. Someone always knows more, yeah, which is totally normal. But also, um, I think the other thing was, um, I didn't realize I, I'm annoyed slightly by the sound of my own voice. And the one thing, and so what I would say is interesting about the difference is like, I have to listen to the podcast like 10 times to yeah. get the editing done. So it's like, it can, it can be a very grueling process, but at the same time, I'm sorry, I would say that's more comedy, but um, the big thing is that is different is that um, I think when it first kind of got going, I thought I'm going to, I'm going to have all these great questions and all this stuff. And even even after doing research, sometimes I am a little bit speechless at some of the points that are made by my guests. So sometimes I feel like I sound like a total novice at this, but at the same time, I mean, and this is something that you know me well enough to know as well. I'm okay with being Mm -hmm. unknown of something. I'd rather know that I don't know something so that I can learn than not. So, you know, and I guess the only other thing I would say is um, I had one thing that I didn't know going into the podcast, which was what was my voice going to be, which is, um, how was I going to, what kind of a medium for the discussion was I going to be? Was I going to be, um, a sage, which I, I, am only using that word to mean someone who knows the topic well enough to have a deep conversation, or was I right. going to be the inquisitor, like a investigative journalist with lots of questions, mm-hmm. or was I going to be the rookie who's like, you know, tell me about stoicism. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really know how that was going to be. So because of that, I really didn't know what it was going to look like. And so the interesting thing I found is I, I probably still don't feel like I know what the voice is going to be, but I certainly feel like. Um, I'm okay with where it's going, if that answers yeah. your question. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like a lot of work goes into <laughs> the podcast, the prep, the recording, the release. Like, can you tell me more about that process? I have no idea. <laughs> so it all starts with um, I get up on a Saturday morning and I see what is the new 
blog post on the Stoicism Today blog. And that's uh, that's true, actually, because one of the great tools that I have at my disposal to use for these conversations many times is the uh, a blog post or an article written by someone that I would like to interview. Mm, and, um, yeah. and that's been the case with many of the people that I've interviewed. So it usually starts with me looking at that and saying, do I want this to be, do I think this is something that I would want to listen to? And do I think this is something that listeners would want to listen to? Right. It's weird to think that I have listeners. I'm going to just throw that out there. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it kind of starts there. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll skip over and say, I organize having somebody on, I'll do all that stuff. But uh, the other thing is, is uh, I also figure out, I also pre- prep questions and discussion points. I'd like to make sure that get brought up during the, uh, the episode. So there's quite a bit of thinking that goes into that because, um, you know, we're trying to keep the format of the podcast to about 30 minutes and that can be a challenge, but, uh, or between 30 and 45, I would say, and that can be a challenge. So having those points kind of ironed out beforehand is good because you, then, you know, you've hit them and you've had yeah. a successful attempt at getting those points covered. And then we do the recording. So the recording's usually a lot longer than it ends up being. Cause I cut out pauses or somebody sneezes or, um, swears, um, All those times I've been burping earlier in the conversation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it ends up being that, um, uh, you know, the recording is actually the fun part because in many cases I've gotten the chance to meet people that I am like a big fan of. I gushed to Massimo Piliucci about how I I did his 52 weeks 52 week stoic book and the ham like it, which has all these practices in it. And I was like gushing. And then I also told him about how I gave it to some friends of mine and they were really excited and loved it. And I, I told him like, you know, you're changing people's lives, man. And he, yeah. he was very <laughs> gracious and said, thank you. And, uh, it was cool. So it's fun when I get to meet people like that. Yeah. And then after that, it gets into some of the more tedious work. So, um, I have to record an intro and an outro for each guest. Uh, which is where I say today on the podcast, I'll have so-and-so. Yeah. And they're going to talk about yada, yada. And yeah. then uh, the outro, you know, if you'd like to learn more about this person, you know, the Starship Troopers answer, would you like to know more? And then, <laughs> and then after that, um, it comes down to editing. And actually one thing I have to do as well, I should say every Thursday night, I have to record a quick roundup of the week, which is where I also feature the latest blog post of the week. Right. And I have to do that the day I edit because I need to know what's coming, what, what is on the blog at that exact time. Yeah. It's gotta be up to date. It does. Yeah. So I have to record that every time. One thing I'll tell any podcaster out there is whatever you can pre-record and reuse, do it. So with the intros and outros, the, this is the modern stoicism podcast. That one, I, I, I've done that once and I never did it again. (laughs) That saves me so much time. But then it comes down to editing. And like I said, it's a lot of stitching and you're removing coughs and creaks and chairs or static buildup or whatever. And that that one takes uh, about, if the podcast is about a half an hour, it's going to take somewhere between four and five hours because I'm literally listening to it and cutting stuff and editing mm-hmm. and making sure it's all there. And then I have to stitch it all together and make sure the music sounds good. And the last thing I have to do is I have to, before I export it the first time, I should say, is I have to set all the sound levels because it's terrible, I find on podcasts when the intro is say a normal volume, and then it goes into the epi- the actual episode, and the volume's way off. It's like too high or too low, and then oh. especially if it's too high, because it'll be like you know this is the Modern Stoicism podcast today on the podcast. Right? It's like <laughs> yeah. way that's very difficult to deal with. So I generally uh, have to do the levels, and that takes a while because you actually have to listen and sort of go what sounds normal, mm-hmm. and then I do what I like to call a car test, which is where I. 
export it the first time and I play it on the worst speakers I have and see if it sounds okay. And right. if it sounds okay on terrible speakers, then I know it'll sound okay on good speakers. And then, and then it goes online and I hope somebody likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then there's a little bit too, you know, I have to write, I have to write a Stoic, modern stoicism blog post to announce it and fill out the little blurb on the episode notes and, and uh, send it off to the people who are in it to say, your episode's going live today. And it's been great because so many of them have been like, oh my God. And it's, that's really cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is exciting. That's exciting. But uh, yeah, that was a very long answer, but that it's a long, it, it's actually a lot longer than I expected. If I could say the one thing I definitely said I wasn't expecting about the podcast is how long it takes to do an episode. Yeah. But um, it's still fun though. It's still fun because I, uh, I, I hear it and I get to think, what did I do wrong here? Um, <laughs> what what would I, no, it's true, right? Yeah. Or, what, or what would I do better next time? Let's put it that way. So, right. Yeah. It's that lifelong learning. Oh, absolutely. It's it's podcast oikiosis. Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything fun that you're planning for the future of the podcast then? Well, um, and don't worry, I'll give you the 20 bucks after you, after this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say there is a, a draw happening this weekend for uh, some signed copies of Donald Robertson's books. We're uh, doing that as, as part of the celebration of getting to 10 episodes. Um, that's something that's fun. But also, um, I'm really looking forward to um, getting some more um, diverse names on the podcast, I would say. Mm -hmm. and, and what I mean by diverse, I mean um, people that you we that I would say aren't generally featured on a lot of these podcasts. Um, so these are people who are new authors or new article writers or new voices within um, the Stoicism movement. So I, I love having the big names on and I get starstruck just like anybody. But um, I also love to, I mean, it's actually a tenet of the podcast to for, you know, to forward the discussion with a range of different speakers. And so I'm really excited about that because uh, I have the ability now and, and, and a medium in which to sort of, you know, expand some of the dialogue. And I'm really, I'm really hoping that this can do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Having more of a platform for lots of different voices is a great idea. Um, so where do you see the podcast then in a year or three or five years? Well, in a year, I hope I'm better at editing. <laughs> um, more of a streamlined <laughs> process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'd also, I'd, I, I guess within the next year, I would like to set up a very good commentary, um, like commenting process for listeners. I'd love to find a really streamlined way to get listener feedback. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am doing this right now in a bit of a vacuum. And what I mean by that is I release a podcast and occasionally I see a comment on modern stoicism.com or, um, through an email, like a, not an email, but a post on the, or a comment on the podcast on the podcast platform, like on Google or Apple or whatever. Right. But I would love to um, find a way to get more direct feedback from people. And I, I, I had a wonderful response, actually, to the Brittany Pollard episode, which kind of, you know, warmed warmed this cold heart. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely, I was, I was very surprised to get it because we haven't gotten a lot of that. And it was really nice to hear that because I, 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 I don't care if a million people hate it. If one person finds value, then I'm okay with that. So... Yeah, that's a big one in the next year. In the next three to five years, um, I'd love to see if we can't get more um, benefits for members of the modern stoicism community that choose to support us through things like Patreon and whatnot. And that's not a plug. That's that's real because these are people that like 
are helping the organization and helping us do what we do. And mm-hmm. uh, so I really like to see that happen because it's it's not to be exclusive. It's just that um, we just want to be able to highlight when people make an extra special contribution to what we're trying to do here. Right. And I think that's a big one sort of. So three years is probably get that started again. And five years is definitely like seeing that take off. I'd love to like go to a, I'd love to go to a con and have people be like, Hey, it's that guy. And they're wearing like modern sources podcast t-shirts or something. I'd be like, that would be crazy. Not because yeah. I want to be a star. Yeah. No, I should be clear. I don't want to be a star. All I mean is it would be cool to have a community that is really involved because then it would, I would know at that point that it's providing value to someone. And that's Definitely. really the goal. I would wear a shirt. Modern Stoicism okay. podcast shirt. I'll be your first model. <laughs> All right, I'll take, I'll take your, I'll take your order now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but, but nobody else's. I'm not taking anyone else's order. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I think that's most of the questions that I have. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the listeners? I guess. Um... I guess I really just have a request for the listeners and it's a tag on from what I was just saying. Um, if you like what, I, what we do here at modern stoicism, if you like the podcast, if you like the content, if you'd like to recommend guests that you think would be really interesting to have on, um, please find some way to do so at this time. The easiest way is to comment on the stoicism today blog post. When I announce the latest episode, that, um, is something that I can see directly. And members of the modern stoicism community can see. And so I guess, yeah, that's it. Just a real request. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know if you like it, if you don't like it, if you um, think it's too long or too short or too wordy, or I talk too much or whichever you think is, is, is good feedback. That'd be great. And I mean, I'll take feedback if you tell me that you hate it too. It's, uh, it's important to kind of figure out where this needs to go in terms of being a good tool for people to use. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the only request I would say. But other than that, um, yeah. Uh, but I do want to wrap up by giving a big shout out to our fellow Stoic Avenger, David McFadden, who I'm hoping is listening because <laughs> uh, Cecily and I are having all the fun, but uh, yeah. maybe one day we'll have all of us on and we could chat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, I'd say that's it for me. Awesome. Well, thank you well, so much for having me on. Well, thanks so much for doing this, Cecily. It's great. I, I've really enjoyed it, actually. I, I didn't think I would, but I, it's been very good. Thank you. Me too. I was pretty nervous, but it was a lot of fun. It was. So thanks for coming on. No problem. Anytime. I'd like to thank my friend Cecily for being on the podcast today. Hey, listeners. If you'd like to be entered into the draw to win one of three books signed by Donald Robertson, two of which are The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius, and one of which is the philosophy of cognitive behavioral therapy. Here's how you do that. 1. Go to modernstoicism.com 2. Go to the Stoicism Today blog post about this episode. 3. Leave us a comment about what you thought about the episode or what you think about the podcast in general. We'll be selecting the winners at random this week and announcing them on the next week's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Modern Stoicism podcast this week. If you'd like to learn more, head over to modernstoicism.com where you can find articles, courses, our Patreon, and other resources. And feel free to leave us a comment on the podcast you've just heard. This week on the Stoicism Today blog, 
Greg Sadler has written an article entitled, Stoicon X Events for the Fall. You've been listening to the Modern Stoicism Podcast, the official podcast of modernstoicism.com. Check out all of our episodes at modernstoicismpodcast.buzzsprout.com. And if you like this content, consider rating us or giving us a thumbs up on your podcast platform of choice. You can also find us on Patreon, where patrons get access to exclusive digital content. All music provided by bensound.com.